2: Howdy, folks! Happy Wednesday or Hump Day, as the Geico commercial will call it. You know, of course, we Russ. We're seeing that commercial over and over again now. Oh, it's it's so it's dreadful, and it's, it's it's and it's ten years old, and or at least and uh, they you know. win an award again? Did they just run out of money? Like, why are they running? An I, award I don't year? know. But they specialize in embarrassingly bad
3: they commercials. Did.
2: I mean I, I talked to somebody who's in the advertising and they, and they said that you can't go for super funny, you go for super lame because at least yeah. they'll be memorable. And I, I hate that. It's like we're coming up upon Super Bowl commercials, and I'll bet you anything that three quarters of them
3: will be just completely and utterly lame. But anyway, yeah, I'm uh, sure they will. All right, go you had some pre show stuff. So pre show won't be lame, but Some will groan at it. So the the Harper and Machado situation, uh, I did put a new post up on Twitter about it if people want to follow it, Sportsology. But that was just a gif. This is is what my feeling is about it. I don't think the Phillies are getting both players because I don't think the agents want it. I don't think the players want it. In the old days, they would have signed them both and it would have been done already and they would have had a joint press conference. Players don't want to do that in baseball anymore. Players want – to be the most important guy in town if they're both there neither will be the most important guy in town they want to be it's so ego driven now that they want to be the man or they want to go somewhere where they're going to be the man and so you can't have both these guys signing because again one's going to make more than the other they have to balance all that out. So I don't believe they'll get both of those players. And I don't I don't know why writers are writing that they're going to get both because in the real world it doesn't happen.
2: Well, I mean the narrative here is the fact that uh, one agent is obviously Scott Boris, The other one is Dan, I think it's Dan Lozano. And Lozano used to work for Boris and and, and in Boros' mind stole some of his clients. So that it's basically like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, um, and and they're trying to sort of like one up each other in this whole yeah. thing, with Machado and Harper. So I can't see, and and I, I mentioned this to to Russ as a joke. Um, if you remember the only time I ever remember like two big guys signing with the same team at the same time for probably the same amount. And that's the only way I think that these two would ever sign uh, would be for the same amount in the same term was when the wild signed uh Suter and, and Parise. Yeah, and if you look, if you look at cap friendly, which is f- very funny because they signed on the same day for the same amount cap friendly has Ryan Suter making a dollar more per year. Ryan Suter is making $7,382,462 and Parise is making $7,538,461. So so I I think Ryan Suter has to buy Zach Parise a coffee at McDonald's every year to balance it out.
3: And I do want to say, now that Eck is here, if Hockey Buzz has any extra money to throw around, I think just like there was when when the bill became a law, there was that cartoon. I think that we should make um, a cartoon for the elderly. Uh, what's a gigabyte? And
1: <laughs>
3: and I think it would it would it would be very very That's good. helpful for people. It would have saved me an hour today. Uh, I think other people could use it, and I think we uh, we should produce that. <laughs> well wow. what happened
1: today over that uh, i'm not going to reveal any more than that What's wow.
3: family
2: That's, business
1: <laughs> no problem yeah no i'm, I'm no, I'm, you know i think we're all I'm, probably everybody watching this is, is tech support for their parents you know um yeah. i don't know if this say will do that but you know just the, in general you know I've, I've spent plenty of hours plenty of hours doing trying to convince my in-laws you know that they're that the world is going to end because they can't get onto onto aol mail um, yeah, so there you have it.
3: Well, that was, yeah, that's a whole other
1: discussion for <laughs> I mean, I've been, been re watching the, um, the CNN documentaries on the decades, which is so much fun.
2: Yeah. The 80s and the 90s, yeah.
1: And they, they did one for the box or whatever you want to call it that they released. So, which is kind of weird because it's so, so recent that, you know, these the big thing about these is obviously like the 70s. The, my, the favorite, my favorite ones, of course, are the television ones, like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Are, television ones are great in the whole like 70s because i was a big uh you know big fan of abc's big guy you know Tuesday nights remember they had back then and i was never allowed you're talking about happy days laverne and shirley um then there was one more show Well, was it was it was three's company right three's company that's it which was which was forbidden i was forbidden to watch three's company because it was which i
3: think is crazy
1: were you a mormon like why why couldn't you watch it close i was a Methodist,
0: you know so What's the, Three's Company? I mean, that was a great show. Three's
1: Company was really, was really, um, had a lot of, was everything was completely sexual overtones, you know? So yeah, it was, it was yeah, a great but but I, I mean I, I'm not but saying but I didn't watch it, because, you know, I found the way. Have <laughs> but the thing is, is that I been. if I hadn't been forbidden, I was also forbidden to watch Saturday Night Live, too. Uh-huh. <coughs> so what I did you sure. do? What did you put like a black
3: and white TV in a closet and watch it? Ten home. years old, guys. I mean, you know,
1: <laughs> I like, was ten. You know, I mean, yeah. No, but how did you sneak Three's Company? That's what I want to know. No, when it, once I got older, I you know, oh. and at that point, so you Three went Company, back and watched it when you were. Yeah, you know, Three's Company was on, you know, um, was on was was on ABC. No, you know, no, But when they put it in syndication, I was I was all over it. You know, like I watched it all the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, come on, Suzanne Somers was an education in and of herself.
1: I was a I was a Joyce DeWitt guy, you know. Oh like, my god! Of course so you were.
2: Oh of well, At she least did.
1: it wasn't Mrs. Roper. I mean, at least give that. <laughs> than way cooler than Suzanne Somers. Come on. Yeah,
2: please. Oh yeah, I, I was a I was a, I was the premier member of the Audra Lindley fan club.
1: I mean, <laughs> was, she was like she was the real deal, you know. And and then you know I mean of course you know Marianne for the Gilligan's Island, right? Ginger, Marianne. Ginger, you're we such a predictable person yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no, I, mean, I can't even go there There's, i like redheads i'm sorry it's a toxic conversation all right yeah, ginger no, ginger was fine too but you know come on yeah
2: yeah ginger was fine Let's and start,
1: what who did you like from scooby-doo's crew come on that was the other one too you know like that's a cartoon that's like asking me who i like betty or wilma i mean come on
3: yeah, yeah. i like scooby-doo that would be the only reason i watched <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a dog person come on <laughs>
1: I just heard. I listened to an incredible podcast, and if you guys want, to, if you want to subscribe to a really great podcast, friends of mine do it. It's called the Omnibus Podcast. Okay. And um, <clears throat> John Roderick, who was who's, who I know, was, was in the Long Winters, um, which is a band, sort of like a, a Seattle band that came out in the '90s. They were much lesser known than the other bands were, you know, like Pearl Jam and things like that. But they, just used, to yeah. say
3: they should be. On, are you going to say they should be on the list I came out with too? No, <laughs>
1: Very good. So it's John Roderick and and Ken Jennings who is who is the um if you remember is the, the guy, guy from the guy from yes, yeah. Right, the guy from Jeopardy. The yeah. two of them do the two of them do a podcast that's amazing called the Omnibus. And the concept of the podcast is that they I'm, are I'm smarter than you. recording things like the famous really weird instances that have happened that have some would be forgot, you know. They were, they were hoping that this is found by future generations after we've, like, the world's destroyed itself and something else has populated the planet and that this is, this is like, this is like the lost history of our world. Um, and it's just sounds really... Sounds,
2: cool. sounds real
1: uplifting. You would love it. No, 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 it's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the concept. I mean, there's very Or I put on a tinfoil hat when I listen? No, <laughs> it's very funny. It's all, like, you know... You would love it, Mike, because he's a huge history guy. Okay. Um, I mean, Roderick is. And, of course, you know, Ken Jennings knows everything about everything. He's just ridiculous. They're both very funny. Um, oh, and yeah, yeah, it was really good. And one of the things they did recently was, what was Scooby-Doo's long lost cousin who showed up at the end, remember? Scrappy?
0: Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy yeah,
1: Do. the whole show was on Scrappy-Doo. And the, the concept of not just Scrappy-Doo, but the concept of, of characters that were introduced to television shows over time when the television show was going, like, was, was losing its ratings. Like the, <laughs> like, like the Super Friends with the twins and the monkey? Right, 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 right. No, right. No, the Wonder the Twins.
3: twins. Or the Leak. Like,
1: the, the jump to, young, the, the, never looking cousin on the Brady Bunch who came in at the end. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. The ju-
2: it's the jump the shark moments.
1: Yeah, but it's more it's more like you know the adding the characters when they were losing it, you know, like Yeah. You know who the person who used to get
3: that job was mm-hmm. Heather Locklear. She
1: got added to like five series yeah. Yeah. when yeah. they were
3: having ratings troubles.
1: Yeah, so I loved. I mean I, I thought it, it, it's a great podcast. Listen to it, doesn't it? Okay. Omnibus. It's really, yeah. it's really, really funny. And they just did one on a like history wise. History wise, they just did one on Queen Victoria's grandchildren, of which there were twenty four, and and, yes. and where, where they all went. Amazing stories. I'm gonna
3: miss that episode, yeah. but I, I like some of the other stuff.
2: Yeah, a couple of them went went into a pit in in Siberia and mm-hmm. had acid thrown on their bones. Oh yeah, I mean, it, we, oh, you, that's
1: you know, this I a great podcast. Like I can't <laughs> wait. Such a man, such a curmudgeon today, Russ. No, but I mean, it's like. What's <laughs> amazing about that period of time is that every I make that North
3: sound North- funny when a guy when they get acid thrown. No, it's
1: just history. I mean, every royal family in that time, as you know, Mike, was like somehow related to each other. It was, insane. Oh, yeah. it was a crazy how like you know the the Tsar of Russia was a second cousin of the no the,
2: the, the, the Tsar of Russia the, the the Kaiser of Germany and the King yeah. of
1: England were all <laughs> first cousins. You would love you would love this podcast. Anyway, let's, let's move on to do, that.
3: Let's do a podcast about how what a great guy Christopher Columbus was.
1: <laughs> oh no no
3: yes he's
2: he's he's a big the, the the indigenous people really love him
1: yeah there was a simpsons okay. episode recently that i saw where the the vikings are coming in and they're just you know they're they're landing in north america and they're saying this is a great day for years from now they will they will celebrate the fact that we discovered this country not somebody who comes 200 years later who was evil and mean and <laughs> that would be ridiculous you know anyway there you have it not that yeah. the vikings were nice people <laughs> i don't think we would have had vikings day yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, it sounds
3: funny though. When you say it, it sounds funny.
1: You know, <laughs> Vikings Day would be the day every year that the Minnesota Minnesota Vikings fans celebrate the way that their team is self-destructed that year. Like that's like
3: Okay.
1: Here we go. Right? Listen
3: to some of the episodes for sure.
1: <clears throat> You'll enjoy it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday, January sixteenth, two thousand and nineteen. I am Michael Agello in Frigid Buffalo. <laughs>
0: I'm Peter Tessier in way colder Winnipeg.
1: (laughs) I'm Russ Cullen from Sportsology. It's fine here. I'm Meglin. It's quite fun outside. Um, I mean, you know, for what it is. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes to you Monday through Friday at this time or sometime in the afternoon. To fill you in the comings and goings of the afternoon, one thing I want to thank you guys so much is you really do follow us wherever we go. It's nice if we're 1 o'clock or 3 o'clock. We always have about the same number of people watching. We appreciate that. And then, of course, downloading afterwards. Remember, by the way, and I'm gonna say this enough, and I know I, I should, to um to subscribe or like or comment on 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 you know YouTube. It would be really nice, you know, to, to get our subscribers up, pass the word around, get the likes up. You know, we if you can't help us on Patreon.com/hockey, slash that's cool, but do try to subscribe and like, and um that helps move us up as well. So, thank you very much. Let's get to it. Um. What do you guys have on the docket today? Because there's a couple things I wanted to get into, but I, I, I didn't well, know if there's anything. I, I can tell you the number one thing.
3: I I went on to um to SiriusXM this morning with Scott Lachlan and I guess Pierre Lebrun broke the fact that Sergei Bobrovsky has a list that he gave the Columbus Blue Jackets of teams yeah. he'd be willing to be traded to. Now, right. what's interesting from that story is I, I, I said, hey, I didn't know that he gave a list, but we talked at least twice about – him giving the demands to the team and never hearing back again. So I knew I knew things got rocky at that point because that was pretty early in the season and we and they we heard that repeated one other time where you know right. he basically spelled out the, his demands and clearly, you know, the team doesn't want to do it. So now with Corpasalo doing well like we talked about, I think this was his audition. Yeah. He's passed it. I think they're trading Bob like it's a guarantee.
2: Yeah, it's it's not it, it wasn't lost on me that Corpasalo started the last well, he started three games in the last five days,
0: and yep. all wins.
2: So, you know, they, they, I think they're – I think they have the confidence that Corpusello could be the guy next year uh, that, that, you know well, – I they think would, they have the confidence in him now. Torrella does I think, like him. Right, I, I think they have the confidence in him now. Now, I think they're going to need to find a goaltender to back him up, maybe as part of the deal for Bob. And if, right. if it's a team like Calgary who we think might be – Amenable to a, 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 a adding a Bobrovsky and either back, not backing up but maybe taking over for Riditch even though Riddich has played well, um, you know, then you might be able to get Mike Smith back in the deal, and he would back up Corposalo, and that might work out as part of a larger deal. But yeah, I I, th- I think it's pretty clear. And LeBron said he gave that list to him earlier in the year, so this is and that that Kekalainen was not of the mind of trading him. But now, with the recent thing that's happened, maybe he okay. is of that mind.
1: Did, Le- did LeBron say that they gave him a list, or that did he say that there was? LeBron that he said
3: was- he gave the team
2: a
1: list. Yes, yes. officially. Where was that? Officially. All right. Where um, we- it was, was I know that, it was. I know yeah, it was in. I know it was in. I know right. it was in
2: his piece in the Athletic today.
1: It was all right. Because right. yeah. I, I, I I heard that he that he was that originally the actually the official line was. Yeah, like you know, it's kind of interesting. Like this, you know, we're all hearing talking to the same people probably. The official line was, you know, we're not going to deny that he gave us a list. He may have given us a list, um, but he's actually saying they did give him a list. Yes. Yes. Okay. I knew that was true, but I didn't know that was like the official. I
3: think that was the official line until they knew how Corposello was going to play, and now I think it's just gotten out there.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, they want they obviously when a team when a team admits this, especially a team like Columbus, which is incredibly tight-lit. Okay, Columbus is one of the. It's surprisingly enough, like you don't hear that many Blue Jackets rumors, and nope. you haven't heard for for the fact that Panarin is, and, and Bob Broski are in the situation they're in. Think about how many, how few rumors have really come out about them. Like, <laughs> it's really, this is a very tight up, and a lot of that starts with the fact that they are the czar of the Columbus Blue Jackets, is who? Yarmil uh, Keekalainen. Nope, nope, the John guy. Da-
2: John Davidson.
1: Yeah. Al Davidson. yeah. JD, if you remember as a reporter, Russ, <laughs> JD was on the phone all the time. Like he was, he was, yeah. one. Of the, he was one of the biggest rumor scoopers out there. This was his thing. He, so he feels like he knows. But, but, but stop right there though. Yeah. I don't think John <laughs> has
3: more power in the organization than Yarmo does. I don't believe that for a no, minute. I don't
1: think he has more power. No, I'm not saying he has more he's power. He's the, the organization. president. He's, he's no, the face I mean, of it. No, I'm not saying he has more power in the organization. He definitely doesn't. Okay. Cause but when you say not, star to me, no, that means you know, more power. Okay. What I mean by that is he does have the, as far as moves go, it's, it's up, it's up the kicker line. I agree with you completely but as far as how they express themselves in the media oh yeah it goes through jd
3: J- yes okay. sure.
1: so so if it, if 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 jd has allowed somebody in that organization to officially say that babrowski gave their trait that means that that is the sign to that that is telling me nothing more than the fact that they want that out there in every which way well, we so, don't
3: know hold on i don't mike read the article i did not i don't know if the team officially said anything
1: well, right. no I I don't, I don't know either it wasn't clear from that. All I know where is that it, is it from. from I mean Bob's agent. It could, yeah. yeah. It's it's coming different. from Bob's agent. But then, no, but with all that's gone on with Bob and Columbus recently, there's no way Bob's agent is going to do that right now because
2: unless uh, unless, unless Bob's agent realizes that after this incident they're going to go more with Corpus allo and they want Bob, I mean, uh, to my mind, his resume should be able to earn him what he's looking for in free agency next July. Although if he's looking to make as much as, as Lundquist or even close to Carey Price... Nobody's paying that uh, anymore. Nobody's paying that. But but that's supposedly what he's looking for is probably something in the $8 million range. I don't think he's going to get much more than he's making right now. He's making over seven. So I would yep. think that's around what he's going to make based on, yep. what is he, 32 years
1: old right yeah. I don't think... He, uh, this is the interesting thing though. As much as we've heard about, you know, this, he's not going to resign, there's not going to get extended. I don't think he wants to be traded. Like, I, I think well, he wants
2: to control where he wants to go. That's what it is.
1: No, I know. No, 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 but no, but what I'm saying is that if you're Bob, unless you know, like, like we talked about before, unless you know you're going to be a starting goalie for a team right. from the Cup run here. You're already a starting goalie on a team that's on a cup run.
2: Right. But if they're going to use Corpusello more, then you're not, you're, then you're either a 1A, 1B, or you're not going to be a starter.
1: And yeah. that they're preparing. Do you think they're really gonna I mean, I I think at the end of the day
2: I think they're preparing for the possibility. I think yeah, they're they are absolutely
1: When And they get into the playoffs, they're not using Corpusello over Bobrovsky. I don't why? What has Bob done in the playoffs to make you say that? No, you're you yeah. right. That right. Bob's had horrible playoffs. I agree they with never you.
2: what a round
1: guys no, remember time. last year
0: going down the stretch you said it was going to be Grubauer bauer how did that turn out i know let's well, they you, went yeah they,
2: they went with them and he lost the first two games and then yeah, they went exactly to the right I mean, that, that
0: the
1: case. I mean you know has i was no right stretch. that they went with them and it didn't turn out well you're right
0: but we, you were yeah you're right that they went with them but the logic that mike and i said was, was a bad idea and it was
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it was it was and I I I you know at the time I think I thought it was a relatively good idea. So, well,
2: well, I mean look, let's look at it from the other uh, the opposite end of the spectrum here. Okay, so say you know Columbus has changed their mind, say Kekaline has changed his mind from what originally he had planned, which was maybe to keep him through the rest of the year and not trade him. Now after this incident maybe he says he's open to trading him and of course he's limited to who Bob has put on that trade list to 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 move him. What teams out there that are in the playoffs right now need a Bob? Because in my in my in my mind, there are not that the teams that need Bobrovsky the most are the teams that are outside the playoffs. It, it, the, you know those. I uh, don't see again now. But maybe, Buff, I, maybe maybe Buffalo. Buffalo could I think Buffalo because Car, the Carter Hutton thing is faded.
3: I think, right, look, I'm going to tell you, last game that I was at for the Flyers. There is a heavy rumor that they're trying to get Bob. So well, right, but they're but they're out they're, the outs, they're outside of
2: the playoffs. I'm talking about. But it doesn't matter.
3: It doesn't mean they won't get them. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. But that's what I'm well, saying. To it's you dumb. It's dumb
1: to you. It's dumb, but to them, it might not be. Wow. The issue with right. the issue with the Flyers, and and, the, and I've heard that rumor too. And I I, I checked. It's start.
3: stronger now than it was a month ago. I will tell you that. Probably because it wouldn't cost as much. Maybe.
1: But the issue from Columbus side of things is Columbus has to get a goalie in return for Bob. Like they need they need a they, hurt. they need it, they need a backup, <laughs> like a small backup they can depend on. And that's not, you know Well, oh, they the, might
3: make another trade to do that.
1: Um, or they might take they yeah. might take Brian Elliott. He'd be a backup. What's wrong with that? Yeah, no, that's possible. I mean, maybe they do, maybe they do. I'm but, not
3: saying this came from the Flyers. I'm just saying reporters are believing in this a little bit more today than they did a month ago. Okay, but but okay, so
2: but let's let's eliminate the possibility, and maybe I'm wrong, but let's eliminate the possibility of the teams that are outside of the playoffs looking uh, looking in, and just limit it to the sixteen teams that are in a playoff spot right now. I don't, I, I other than Buffalo which they probably would go with. Do it, I don't think. Right. I mean, I, I think they, I think X is right that they're, they're going to be buyers, but not, not for goaltending. Cause they, cause Hutton is on, assigned to a reasonably long-term yeah. deal and, and all Mark is their young guy, but okay. Montreal, Boston, the, the Islanders have the best save percentage in the NHL right now, Toronto, Tampa, uh, uh, Washington, Pittsburgh. Okay. None of those teams need a starting goaltender in the West. Uh, Colorado, maybe, but the Colorado they,
3: would. They definitely. Yeah,
2: Colorado, would. maybe. That's so. That's the closest one. I. I don't think Winnipeg. I don't think Nashville. uh Anaheim, Minnesota. uh Cal Calgary is, and, and Vegas. No, yeah. so Cal Calgary, and one other team, and
3: that's no, it. no, there's, no, no, no. You had three of the play teams. of the playoff teams. Of the playoff teams. You named three.
0: Okay. Yeah, you talked about okay. Anaheim. Well, they're not making the playoffs.
3: That's true too. Well, they're and eleven they've lost, lost eleven
0: the Two points out of the bottom last place, but I, I don't know. I mean, they need another goalie. They got is Ryan Miller still injured?
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. But he's not going to go someplace to be a backup. I mean, it, no. you could
3: no. say you could say Edmonton. But this is why, again, I don't think it's a guarantee he's going to a playoff team.
1: Right.
3: Well, then then there then there is no point then. No, there is a point for for Columbus because they want to gain assets, and if Bob wants to get out of town, which he might, he might be at that point. We don't know, but I think there's a very good chance he is at that point.
1: All right, but he's but the, so if the Flyers are getting him, they're going to they're getting him to sign him long term, right? Correct. Will be doing. Um, That's what they would be doing. You see any reason that they would do that based on what they based on what they're showing with Carter Hart right now? I mean, like it, it, I think it's it. Too, doesn't it doesn't
3: matter what's showing with Carter Hart because again, they. If they're looking to make the playoffs next year, Carter Hart may not start the year as the starting goalie. Like if that's what their goal is. You're going to have to
1: sign an eight-year deal or six-year deal to get. It won't be an
3: eight-year. It won't be a six-year. probably be four or five. That's what it probably will be. And Carter Hart will still be on the flyers in four or five. And they – you know, you don't know. In three years, maybe they have an out with Bob. Maybe Bob goes to the KHL. But, again – Don't say it's impossible just because Carter Hart's there. Carter Hart's 20. He wouldn't be the first 20-year-old that gets cast aside because a team has bigger plans. That would
0: be the most Flyers thing ever, is to come and sign Bobrovsky for six years and have Brizgalov all over again. Like, right. I, I and then
2: and then trade and then trade Carter Hart to Columbus for a second round pick. Uh, they won't and, trade Carter and, Hart. I, I know, I'm just kidding. I'm just I saying, they did it with Bob.
0: The one thing we know about goalies and development is it, the, I think the message is almost so consistent about, uh, about them is that they need to see a ton of work before they get into the major league and. Do a ton of development work because it's an ugly position. There's yeah. a psychological side to it that is far different than any other position in hockey. So Carter Hart being behind someone for another two years or three years isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just what would it cost Philadelphia to get Bobrovsky back? I bet you there's a Philadelphia tax on that just because.
3: Uh, yeah, sure, but they they may be willing to pay it at this point because again. The thing they that they're and again until the team talks about it the team has not said that they're rebuilding so they're clearly not rebuilding the team has not admitted they're out of the playoffs because they're mathematically in it maybe i have to look today i'm
1: sure they are um if it's half a season left here
3: i yeah okay but they're, they're well, still i eliminated they're
1: mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. i know but oh the,
3: but God. they're not really in it okay and but they're not going to admit they're out of it because they're mathematically in it which will take another month and then they won't be, right? And and so for all we know, the plan is to be back and be super competitive next year. And they have to figure out if that's going to be with Carter Hart or that's going to be with a with a proven goalie. That's what they're probably figuring out right now.
1: Yeah. I will say this about this, you know, we'll move on because we do not do too much too much flyer stuff. But um that there as long as Homgren and as long as Bobby Clark is still sort of involved in anything. I don't see Bob Brodsky returning, because I mean the at the end of the day, people forget the the Bob Brodsky's, The reason they moved him out of Philly was because they had serious questions about his ability in pressure situations. Um, and the playoffs, if you remember, you remember Russ. There was a game that you know he was supposed to play, and then just got too nervous and couldn't play. <laughs> yeah, he
3: was a-, a kid then. Nick. It's a whole different world. He was
1: a kid then, yeah, for sure. But I think, but that kind of stuff with with Homegrown and Clark that does not leave their thought process. I mean, that you oh, know, listen,
3: I. I, I disagree only because the same way Holmgren went out and and got Brizgalov I can't put past him that he wouldn't try and go out and get Bobrovsky because the same problem exists on the team and it doesn't mean they won't try and fix it the same way
1: but i and i and I totally respect Bob and I think Bob's a hard worker and, and deserves another chance at, and anything but I don't think they do I don't really everyone really don't get that impression and I don't think because they hadn't had Brizgalov already they didn't have like a situation where they knew Brigalov and the, they, they feel like they know about whether yeah, you know what? Or, this,
3: they there's no way they could say we know Bobrovsky from back then as to this guy because he's a two time veteran winner and doesn't he's not even close to the guy that was that we're talking about. He's not.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. But I'm just saying that the way this organization works, I'm not so sure. We'll see. I mean, I think you know that. I mean, OK, but OK. One more question. Mm-hmm.
3: Right now, this moment led by Chuck Fletcher and having all those other advisors do you really know how this organization works i don't i don't think anybody
1: does no i don't, I don't fully um good question i think this organization i'm going to say that i think this organization works as works more as paul hungren wants it to work than anything else like because i because i think fletcher from my experience with fletcher he does sort of what he's told to a degree mm-hmm. like that that's sort of his world and I think that you know, Holmgren brings him in, knowing that, which is the opposite, of course, of Hextall. They went and got a guy that they knew they could do that with. So I think this is what Holmgren, This is Holmgren's team right now, more than it was with Hextall. So okay. I think that's, that's fair. Well,
2: so uh, m- moving on, it 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 looks like it's sort of coming to a head with the Senators right now. Um, uh, about five and a half weeks before the deadline, because Pierre Dorian, in the last few days met with the agent for Matt Duchesne, and uh, met with the agent for Mark Stone. And I would get the impression that if they're trying to get them under under a new deal, it's going to be before the deadline because if it isn't before the deadline, they're going to move them because they cannot have two premium offensive forwards like Stone and Duchesne walking away for nothing, at the end of the at the end of the year, and as you know, I mean, right now I think the die is cast that Ottawa is going to end up near the bottom of the league. You know, they I don't think there's any way they can avoid that. Um, you know, they've had some injuries. You know, Anderson's been hurt, and I mean, it's it's just it's a it's a it's a bad situation that's gotten worse. They do have some good young players, but it's not and it's not just them. They have Dezingle as well, and there's been some talk about them trading Cody Cece. So I mean. I, I, it's going to be really interesting to see if Dorian can get one of them locked up because I think that would sort of, you know, it would be the best situation they can trade one and keep one. But I don't know. I don't know what player would sign up long term with that organization the way they are a train wreck right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are. They are going to be. They, 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 it would help a lot if they could convince Duchesne to or somebody to just say, okay, you know, I'm. I believe in this organization. I'm staying here. That would help a ton right now. Um, I think CC is not a big enough guy or I, I don't think, to, or to I think it's gotta be one of the two. It's gotta be Duchesne or stone. Like I think
2: well, I'm saying those, the, those guys on top of, of one of the two. I mean, I'm yeah, saying, cause they, need, cause they need to
1: get one of them. What either stone or Duchesne has to agree yes, that he agreed. believes in the future right now for them to be able to, they're gonna have to overpay to do that. Like they're gonna have to overpay to get that to happen now. So I don't
3: know if they can get that to happen. They're going to have to overpay anyhow. But I don't know if they can get that to happen. That's the problem. I
1: have a call well, from a GM. I got to return this. I'll be right back, guys. Sorry, page my here. Yeah,
3: and then the problem is, Russ, is that
2: they have been down the overpay paying road yeah. before. They have because they overpaid Bobby Ryan, and well, that's they been. Did. An,
0: oh yeah, they did. They were the ones. That yeah, no,
2: they they signed him to the extension, and that's been an unmitigated disaster because, and not because he's not a good player, but he's been constantly injured. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say
3: this: the fact that. Paprosan is meeting with the senators means that he believes Duchesne could be signed there. He's not going to go to oh, a meeting. He doesn't go to meetings that are just on a hope on a prayer. That's not yeah, the way. And g- given
0: the and, g- and given that Dorian is traveling to L.A., right. I mean, given Ottawa's finances, you know that's an expensive trip for Melnick to to pay yeah, for. So. There's got to be a reason to believe in something. And, that, and that's
3: why I've always felt like Duchesne would be the guy that signed yeah. and the others would get traded, and I think this is sort of proving that.
2: Yeah, I'm. well, I mean, like I said, I mean, we talked about it before, and we hear one indication one week that Stone is the one more likely to stay, and then all of a sudden it's Duchesne, and then it's both, and then it's neither. So it's so fluid right now that I don't think we
3: really know. I think this works. is putting a little light on it because clearly they're – they're negotiating with Duchenne and we don't yeah. hear about negotiations with Stone. Well they met they met with they met with Stone's agent yeah. this week. Okay, they did. Yeah, they met with Stone. They met, with, yeah, they
2: met with both of them. And that's why that's why my, uh-huh. my my conclusion from that is they're trying to find out which one is more likely and then work on that one and then maybe trade the other one. Sort of playing them both off against each other. Yeah, I mean, the thing yeah, is, yeah. if nee if neither one of them want to stay, then then you know Pierre Dorian better get to work five weeks out before the deadline because then you're gonna have a lot of teams feel uh, um, giving offers for players, and you're gonna have to wade through them and see. Now they have the money. Can. It'll be
3: one or the other. It won't be both.
2: Well. It, it, I agree, Russ. But it, it may not be about the money. It may be about whether they want to stay in a completely rebuilding situation, where in, in, with an organization that, in my belief, you know, if they don't get this building situation straightened out pretty quickly, that you're going to start hearing rumors of them getting moved to Quebec City, uh, even though the NHL probably won't. Uh, you which know, which again, that's a good thing for the players. That's not a negative. It may be a negative, it may yeah. be a positive. You don't,
3: you don't know. You don't know how. Like some no, people. I mean, look, they know that they'll be beloved there. Fans will love them. It'll be very positive. I, I don't see any early negatives about going to Quebec if that were the place. Can you see that, Peter?
0: Sorry, say that again.
3: I don't believe there's really any negatives if the team goes to Quebec that this fan base will love them and it's a brand new building. Like, What could they...
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's negatives, but it's not going to show up on the fan support and it's not going to no. show up on the care for the team. No. It just presents another set of problems for the league that they just have to weigh whether they want those or something else. Right. That's all it is. it is. It's a market problem. Not yeah. a not a not a support and adoration and, and fanatic problem. It's a it's a market problem. I mean, look, and how way, much can they grow there?
3: Right. If if Winnipeg had a bigger building, would they be selling out every night?
0: Well, they're not selling out right now. But the <laughs> so the answer is no. So the answer is the no. no. Yeah
3: so but if they could get a certain price per seat in quebec they'll be okay it's, with it
0: yeah that's the the whole thing in smaller markets is is price per ticket yep what is your cost per ticket yep. and that's it because the the metrics of how arenas work is that the the cheapest seats to build or the cheapest seats to build that you you get revenue from are the most expensive to build sorry the cheapest seats to sell are the most expensive to build so you have to look at it that way, um, yeah. No, I, I I think this. I think the whole Ottawa Senators movement and location, and whether it's down in the Marketlands area or whatever it is, whether it's Quebec, it's going to be a drama for a while. Like I, I and I think you know, as much as hockey fans love a good um, conspiracy or 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 feeling around that. There's nothing to really f- worry about with this. This is this is a Melnick drama, and it will unfold over a long time.
3: So here's I'm going to give the bottom four in attendance, and I'm going to take the Islanders out of it only because I know the fans don't show up to Barclays anymore because they know there's games at the Coliseum. So it's right. really affecting the attendance, and it's not fair to say that they're last. So I'm going to leave them out of it. But Ottawa's 27, Carolina's 28, Arizona's 29, and Florida's 30. Now. For Ottawa, the fact that they're in a Canadian city, even if it goes to Quebec, they will move from 27th to at least 26th where New Jersey is and be probably just behind Winnipeg, or maybe for the first year or two just ahead of Winnipeg because they have more seats. Like that's So they'll definitely improve. They're not going to be worse than Carolina, Arizona, or Florida. There's no possible way. So I guess
2: the players fall <laughs> – I guess the player's falling down like bowling pins and falling down because Thor has stuck his stick in the ice, hasn't worked to draw people in Carolina.
3: Actually, the interesting thing about it is with Carolina, they're averaging 13.768 at home, which is 73.7, and they're averaging 93.8 on the road. 17, and so you can make the argument that, maybe it is having an effect but it's having an effect on people who watch television and about yeah, the games no. on the road and not home games there
2: yeah but they're not going to do that at MSG Russ. the fans no. would jump over the boards and
3: kill them if they did <laughs> um okay. oh, but it is interesting that even though there might be a culture change going on they are literally they're 13768 and Arizona is 13479 that's how close they are to
0: being
3: 29th.
2: All right, but touching on uh, on Edmonton because we've
3: talked about them. No, actually, we shouldn't talk about Edmonton. Let's talk about Florida for a minute. Okay. Oh yeah. On the on the on the midday show, I think they finally came to the conclusion, Mike, that we came to, or at least I did, a month ago, and that is they didn't come out and say it, but I'm going to say it again. Bob Budner needs to be fired. That team is way better than the record that they have.
2: Well, they also came out and said that that team can't win without Roberto Luongo, is which was I've yeah. been, you know, no, no, right, well, right. But 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 I mean, I, the thing was Doug McLean said, you know, they would play a good game like the, a game that they played against Tampa, where they and then all of a sudden Luongo gets hurt and they bring in Reimer, and Reimer is a sieve and Reimer has been a sieve yes, ever so since he that's played in Toronto. A portion of it.
3: They're not winning every game with Luongo. Like Luongo, no, but they're doing better with them. What do you think is? Oh yeah, what is? What's his record? I mean, it's well. I mean,
2: probably about probably about five hundred. But I mean, it's no, better. It's eight
3: and eleven and one. So it's not even five. And what is what, what is Rimer? Oh, Rhymer's will be worse. But the idea, yeah, exactly. Is, <laughs> no, no, no. But you're missing the big point here. It has gotten to the point where Roberto Luongo can't save this team. Well, yeah, he's 38 years old, but I'm saying... Right no, now, even if Luongo was 30 years old, the team is flawed by the way that they try and win games. The team is flawed, but the team is
2: better still with Luongo in that than it is with Rhymer. Luongo, at 38, with multiple groin injuries and knee injuries and everything else, is still a better goaltender than a younger Rhymer. I, mean, I don't know they-
3: about that. What's his, what's his save percentage, Mike?
2: I'm not looking at the stats. I know. So it's right. it's it's, it's nine, probably 906 or
3: 905 892 for Luongo. Okay. Like this I'm telling you and it's not like he's playing bad. This team is well, bad.
2: I, I'm not, I'm, with not good disputing players. I'm not disputing that the team is flawed. I'm just saying that Luongo is a better goaltender than Reimer, and he, he gives them a better chance to win. And them having him having a better record than Reimer is sort of proof of that. It's the same team.
3: I mean, they don't have Trocheck. They're, deep, you know, actually, actually he does not have a better record than James Reimer. Reimer is eight and eight.
2: Okay. Well, I think he's a better goaltender. I'm sorry. And
3: Reimer has an 8.93 save percentage. It's close. Like I'm just yeah. saying, we can't even blame Reimer anymore.
2: Uh, yes, you can. No, um, you can. Yes, can't. Yes, you everybody... can. He's not as good a goaltender.
0: Like it's a different I, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, you can talk about. Bob and, and, and Bob Bodner and, and and everything. Sorry, I sound funny. I've got a nasty cold I'm right now. Um, but at some point, Dale Talon's got to take some heat on this. Yes, that roster is not good. He's made some very questionable moves. It goes back to the expansion draft, it goes back to a bunch of things, and you know, Dale Talon under the ownership, too has also made a lot of weird moves, um, as well. Like the franchise needs to stabilize, it needs to stop being reactionary. It needs to figure out what its plan is and execute it instead of trying to solve problems. Um, the expansion draft and how they viewed it and they're not the only ones though, definitely threw a bit of a wrench into some things and that's super important to understand. And, the best organizations, when they figure out what those mistakes were, are gonna are gonna fix to make sure they don't make them. But it doesn't seem like the Panthers have a real direction of what they're trying to build right now. They have some good pieces, but they're not they're not they're not solid. They're not uh, they're they're not I, stable in what they're trying to do.
3: You know what? If you look at that roster, Peter, it's a good roster, and actually, they actually added Mike Hoffman was forty one points, twenty two goals, yeah, and it's not even a drop in the bucket. Because their differential is horrible, and I'm telling you, it is team defense that is killing them. Well, and I mean, they should never be minus 26 with the personnel they have. I'm no, telling you, Barry Trots on that team, they're better the, than the Islanders. But the loss of Trocek has killed them. He's their number two. But center. it shouldn't. I'm telling you, if Barry Trots is coaching that team, they're better than the Islanders. Okay. I mean, I don't. I don't want to blame Bugner for all of it. I think that there's no. You know, it's not all of it, and definitely, and Peter's right. Part of it is on talent. I can't. But again, we can't even blame Reimer anymore. It is the team concept that is bad there,
2: and 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 the defense that they have. I mean, Matheson. I, I saw somebody say, "How how did how did uh, how did Florida sign Matheson to an eight year contract?" That you can blame on Dale Talon. Yeah, and and Akwad is, I think, is not the same player after the last concussion. He has not played, and he's played okay, but he's not playing I mean, Keith yandel is their all-star representative. That I mean, that shouldn't be the case because Barkov or something yeah. like that should be. um No, let's 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 play a little uh, while we're waiting for Act. Let's play a little bit because because uh, Elliot Friedman reported, and I think this is a, this makes sense for both teams um that. Matt Zuccarello, apparently the Edmonton Oilers have checked in on Zuccarello and his availability from the Rangers, and he would fit in because obviously Edmonton is so bad on the wings that they need somebody who would come in and play, play with play. either play. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Got a bad, bad apple. I did. I did.
1: May I for me? Sorry.
2: No, yeah. you're good. Now. <laughs> well, that's no, really me. bad feedback. Oh, no, now it's done.
1: Oh um, man, cool. I gotta talk for a second. So um I'm gonna get back to, right, we, Go we're ahead. talking about. I wasn't listening at all we, we'll that. get back to it. Go ahead. That was a really um that was a a general manager in the NHL. Um and um there's like not much I can say about this yet, but it is a very interesting, crazy situation developing here. And um, nothing's nothing's gonna happen today but definitely check out later. I wish I could be more prescriptive about it. Cause these so there's certain things you can't, you know, it's typically when I talk to you, there's certain things you can't say. Cause it'll trace right back to a person, right. but, I, but I've got to, um. Got to, I've got to, so, so you're this, just saying in regards to a trade or who might be available. Yeah, no, this is a trade. Okay. And this, and it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, And it's all, it's, it's a, tr- it's a, it's a process of, it's in the process of working out a trade, but it's, okay. it, it's not there yet. It's not done yet. Um, but it sounds like it, will happen like this player will be moved
2: well okay just one one question is it a player that over the recent past we have talked about as being a player that is going to be traded meaning a
1: rental or somebody who's been in the news Yeah, okay, we definitely talked about him okay okay then sure. anyway, it's not a surprise <laughs> it's something that i think that it's a really interesting look into the process, and at some point, I'll w- I write about. I-, I would like to write a blog. I said, could I write a blog just without using the names and talk about like the difference? What the process that goes on between agents and GMS and yeah. other teams and stuff like that is so fascinating, and I'd like to just like make up names and tell the story.
3: Right,
1: right. I-, I will tell the story eventually, but if I told it right now, it'd be too obvious who I was talking about. Right. Could yeah. you do it with puppets? If you got your puppets, yeah, got puppets here. Um, you know, I have puppets. Don't, don't, please, don't, please, no. <laughs> go back to as you were but um, i'm keep keep on top of things because i will be so as is typical in these situations too a little bit of like a peek inside the inside baseball thing here i was told you know like you got to find this out from somebody else you know like right right right. so i've got to. so that's that's always a hard thing to do um but you know and and i have to i could always just i could always go back and lie to the guy but obviously somebody really trusts me so which is nice um, and this this information, he's like, I know this. You can't use this information, but it'll be helpful to you in finding in, in d- d- deciphering some of what's being written about right now that seems confusing. And it was very very insightful about that. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about it later. Right.
2: Well, well, okay. So going back to what we were talking about, Russ uh, yeah. Zuc- Zuccarello, if you're if it's Zuccarello and the Oilers, and we know what the Oilers have said publicly about what they're maybe willing to trade. If you're Jeff Gordon, what are you looking for from the Oilers in a deal for Zuccarello?
3: So we're sort of playing the ass playing the GM situation here. Well, I mean, if you remember, I did bring up Edmonton with Zuccarello probably a month ago, right? Because I, right. I felt like that was a possibility. Uh there's no question that Edmonton and Rangers like trading with each other. Like there's a long history with that. Yeah. Right. So so I think all of those things do match. I think the issue is, yeah, what is Zuccarello's worth? I think a lot of teams probably feel like he's going to go back to the Rangers, so you're not going to get as much as you could normally get for him. So I think Edmonton realizes it will be purely a rental. And if it's purely a rental, from the Rangers' perspective, I don't think getting draft picks really helps them. I think they need a body. Yeah. So I think they would look for something like that. I would – you know, as an example – well, let me let me ask you this: Yeah,
2: would would the Rangers be interested? And obviously, I think it would cost more than Zuccarello. Would the Rangers be interested in Poli I
3: think they would have interest in him. I don't think Edmonton would give him up in a, in a rental. Deal. Right. It would
2: have to be. It would have to be more than. It would have to be more than just Zuccarello. Yeah, I don't think him.
3: they're interested in him to the point where they would sweeten the deal to make it happen. But I'll give you a player that I think. Like, I think if they get the Rangers wanted to get Tyler Benson, they could get Tyler Benson and, like, you know, a fourth or fifth-round pick. And I think if they did that, because Benson's, like, 20 years old, he's doing well with the Condors, he's a left wing, yeah. so you would get a winging, winger replacement. It wouldn't be right away. You let him ride out the year in the AHL. Maybe at the end of the year you bring him up, see what he looks like. But he's a guy that has overcome injury that really could be a nice player. And, and that's something where, for the Rangers, since – they're not fully rebuilding, but not fully, you know, trying to win either. A good play, a good player to okay. get. That's
0: probably won't yes, get. A every there. everything you just said there is the exact reason why Edmonton shouldn't trade him because that's exactly <laughs> what they need. Right, that's the problem. Is Edmonton's going to rent Matt Zuccarello? Yep. Give up exactly what they need to do. You described exactly what they should do with him. Yep. Right. That's and and they'll give him to the Rangers where he'll be developed properly used they'll take a look at him and then they'll get they'll get into the playoffs go out in five games and won't have Matt Zuccarello and then they don't have Benson either but they should be developing yeah. like yeah. Chirelli shouldn't be allowed to do this madness anymore they they need an intervention and they need it now because you just exploit like you should go GM Edmonton. Russ for GM. Let's go.
1: I love the visual in my mind of like she really the intervention, you know, with Kevin Lowe there. <laughs> I, I'll,
0: I'll tell you though. I, I
2: think, I think Gord, I think Gordon should ask for more than just a fourth round, pick. I mean, it has to be at least a third, maybe a second because they're so desperate. No, for- no, but if
3: you're getting a player like Benson, I don't think they'll give a second. Also, I think if you get a fourth round pick in Benson, you're doing well. I mean, Benson's got 24 points in 35 games and okay. the reports on him this year are very good. Okay.
1: Yeah. They like that um, really a lot, though. Well, I mean, of course you're going to – I mean, Zuccarello, it's interesting that Zuccarello was basically um, – came out and said he wasn't playing well and then started to play well after he said that. I thought that was – Yeah, fun.
3: well, he's a funny guy. Like, you, yeah. the one thing One thing you have to understand about Zuccarello is that he's definitely left of center. That's why him and Lundquist are such good friends because, like, he's the salt-of-the-earth kind of guy, really nice guy. He doesn't have a full grasp on the English language sometimes either, so I think sometimes <laughs> – He'll say something that doesn't seem exactly right, but he's trying his best to sort of convey his message. Yeah. You know, I think some but of
1: that does, happens. He does show he has a lot of pride in his game. You know, which is like, there's no question. Um, no. I really appreciate when players do.
0: Now, the I, other. I just want to throw out there, too, because we're talking about Edmonton, and there's a fair bit today from Elliot Friedman and his 31 thoughts, but, yeah. you know, he also did let everyone know that Ryan Spooner is available. Um, I mean, I, sometimes like I, you know, you know, I think I've, I've been pretty uh, upfront about where I think of Elliot Friedman in terms of the hierarchy of hockey media. And I think he's sort of at the top right now and he's the one doing the most interesting things and, and he's taken the Bob McKenzie crown and worn it well. I think Elliot Friedman, when he writes his 31 thoughts. He has a very sly sense of humor in it because there's times in there when I read it and I just start chuckling to myself going, it's not like gut busting, but it's like, yeah, you you do this in such a great way that 90% of people are going to read this and go, yeah, it's serious. But then there's a little tinge that like, no, I got to laugh at that too. Oh, and it, it's very there's good.
1: There's tips, tips to like people who know. Other things too, like if you know, like knowing stuff yeah. in the, of the NHL, which is always good too. It's it's kind of like it reminds me of like you know when you watch Sesame Street with your kids, and and you're like, there's some funny stuff in there that there's no way the kids would understand. It's, yeah. uh, it's you know, some good stuff in there.
2: Well, the, the other the other the other little tidbit uh, that came from Pierre LeBrun yesterday was, and this is no great shock if anybody's been reading my column about about the about the Leafs in terms of the availability of their first round pick this year in, in a deal to get a defenseman. I wrote last week that there was sort of a hierarchy of Leafs prospects uh like a level b level c level sure. and their their first round pick for next year and even in 2020 or at the a level and you're more than likely going to need to give up that in a deal to get the defenseman that I, that they that they def- desperately need and i mean it's lebron said that they're open to trading their first round pick now if it's going to be a guy like Petrangelo or somebody of that level, it's going to take more than that. It's probably going to take two level A prospects and something else. Yeah, but it's so it's got it's just a question of how much they have to give up and what teams are going to make what defenseman available. But yeah, I wanted to
1: touch base briefly on this thing before we get out of here. The um, what I wrote about today about the fact that they keep hearing Hitch is pulling hard for them to um to move a to, to get a defenseman out of St. Louis, which is where he um, used to be, sure. Right, and and, and Petrangelo and and. Pareko are the two that he's, you know, obviously targeting. Um, you know, Boemister is not, not on his list. Um,
2: but I word, mean, I, I mean, look, look at that situation and look what Edmonton has to give up. And if you're try if you're trading, if you're if you're trading for Peter Angelo or Pareco, you're more than likely. And I, when Russ comes back into the picture here, Russ with 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 Edmonton, if they were trying to get Pareko or Peter from St. Louis. If I'm if I'm uh, Doug Armstrong I'm asking for Evan Bouchard as part of the deal.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't you yes. deal without it?
2: Yeah, because because I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I like Darnell Nurse, I like Clefbaum, but it does it does Edmonton no good to trade one of those guys to get a Pedrangelo or Pareco. They need to upgrade their defense. So you're talking right. about guys outside of that, and you're not giving up Nugent Hopkins, you're not giving up Dreisaitl, and you're not obviously not giving up McDavid. And to be so honest,
3: I, I don't think ownership would give the green light on that.
2: Right. So you're talking right. So you're talking about trading a, a pick, a guy that you were lucky to get. Uh, in the, t- I think it was tenth overall. Who's a really great prospect yeah. for you know Pareco who has sort of declined in the reputation of a lot of people, and Petrarangelo, who's only under contract for another year. That's a bi- that's a big risk if you're Shirelli, and uh, Russ is well, right. Well, that's
3: why they're hoping Sakara comes back because they're going to pin like hopes on him that probably aren't realistic. Right. right, but he's coming, but he's coming back from
2: a from a from a an Achilles injury. So and he's not. You know, so he's not going to come back at, f-
1: at full speed. Right, right, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's all the time we got today, guys. But um, we, tomorrow we'll try to. We might be, maybe we'll do some of the GM trading things we talked about. Okay, good. Um, I also sure. want to. I also have some. I want to talk about the, a little bit of the, the American the World Cup of Hockey, which I hear is. You know, we're going to hear an announcement about shortly, actually. So, okay. I'm following up on that, and um, and you know, who um, you know, <laughs> Peter Peter throws his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Palms World Cup of Hockey." You're not a fan.
0: No, just
2: <laughs> well, it, well. Just look at it this way, Peter. If there is a World Cup of hockey, it probably means that there's going to be an Olympics, and there might be yeah. a CBA.
1: It would be the. I don't think this would. I don't think it's an either or with the Olympics, like a lot of people do. Yeah, I yeah, I think there's it's other. It's connected. Factors. It's like
3: the the Olympics are for the players, the other ones for the league, and the players still make money off it. But the, the World Cup is more for the league, and the Olympics is more for the players. We all know that.
1: Yeah, I think that, that's true. I think they're both kind of for the players. No, no,
3: the World Cup is for the league. Yeah. It is for the league. The owners would not sign off on the Olympics, believe me. Right. It.
1: Yeah, no, they wouldn't. I mean, no, the Olympics. no there was there. no
3: World Cup, they would not sign off on the Olympics. Mike is right.
1: So maybe this is a trade where they have to have both. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yep. Possible. All right, guys. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. Thanks for watching. We will talk to you tomorrow.